I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. Why are you laughing at me? Your voice broke like a <laughs> prepubescent teenager. Carry on. Why then did it weird? Coming up on today's show, the ring general, Walter, joins us. We spoke to him backstage at Progress Chapter 75, ahead of their huge show at Wembley next month. We're also going to talk about the latest WWE TV product, what I was doing while I was off in Japan, some Hell in the Cell stuff, some Fight Club stuff, loads to get to. Oh, yeah. And we're going to preview all in. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. You see, normally I'd be like, that was terrible. Nah. Let me do it again. Nah. But do you know what? I'm not going to. It made it sound like you were in Japan doing some Hell in a Cell <laughs> stuff, like you've been training, like you're going to do a run-in. Yeah, you trust. I'm going to do a run-in on Randy Orton against Jeff Hardy, which for some reason is a Hell in a Cell match. No one cares. It's just an excuse for Jeff Hardy to batter himself even more. Well, they're only going to do, they only do two Hell in a Cell matches, right? Right. So why is it not Joe Styles, Charlotte Sh- Becky? Exactly. Charlotte it, Becky and Helena Cell would be amazing. That is what is obviously... Those are obviously the matches they should be doing in there. And it's ridiculous they're not, and I'm annoyed about it. But we will get to that as the show goes on. Volta, the ring general, Big Daddy Volta. He's the progress... <laughs> cha- Big Daddy Volta? <laughs> that was what he was first called. That was his first name. He's the progress champion. He's the sure, PWG Chris, champion. He's Chris the OTT Barter. champion. He's the defiant internet champion. He's the former uh, three-time Westside Extreme Wrestling champion. He's an absolute monster, and we had a great chat with him backstage at Progress, didn't we? And a very nice man. Oh, what a delight. Very German. Remember, before his well, interview... he's Austrian, but... Yeah, that is very true. Very Germanic? Yeah, that'll do. Before his interview, someone was like, oh, Walter, have you, have you got time for the interview now? Five minutes, please. And just very, very polite and very precise. Yeah. Whereas I, you know, I'd have just gone, um, I'm sorry, like a Brit. <laughs> um, I need the toilet and I need some water. <laughs> so yeah, I like that. Uh, so yeah, coming up, we're going to be talking about, you were at the WWE House Show this week. I was. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Progress Chapter 75, which we were at. We'll give a spoiler alert before we talk about that. It'll probably be just after the Walter interview, which there is a minor spoiler, which actually... Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's tricky, isn't it? It's quite a major spoiler. Oh, no, it's not. No, because we know that's happening now. Yeah, but it's not been on. Uh, it's not been on the on demand yet. Oh, yeah. 
I will warn you when that's coming. Yeah, this is your pre, pre-warning warning. It, for like in 40 minutes time when you need to really worry that's about it. it. Or half an hour, however long we're going to ramble on about today. Um, and yeah, the, we also talk about the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500, well... The top 10 is out at the moment. The top 500 will be available if you subscribe and you're part of their their service and it will then eventually be leaked on, you know, Fight Pro Fight Database or Reddit or wherever. Um, so, yeah, all that's come. First of all, though, me? first of all, we're going to talk about where you've been this week. Oh, it been... will feature in a later show. <laughs> yeah. So after going to Japan and having a whale of a time in Japan, oh, I didn't. I bought you a present. And I didn't bring oh, it Oh, okay. I forgot to okay. bring it with me, so I'll have to give it to you at some other point. Uh, so I got you a present. Thank you. From the New Japan Thank store. You. I might as well tell you where it's from. Uh, I also bought myself a Bullet Club fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we always speculated me and Sam that you'd buy a Kenny Omega condom. So that's close. <laughs> I bought um, some key rings. I very nearly bought a New Japan Pro Wrestling a proper Zippo lighter, like the properly officially yeah, branded yeah. ones. And then I figured out the exchange rate and figured out it was £230. That's everything else mad. was Literally everything else in the store was really reasonable. Yeah. But that was really expensive for some reason. I don't really understand why. Maybe it was gold plated. Um, and I went and took a photo outside of Sakajo Hall and outside, yeah. uh, outside the, uh, the Enormo Dome in the centre of Japan. Uh, we kind of speculated that you were just going to places that look like wrestling places and just taking photos just so it looked like you were... Because no one would know any different, would they? So, Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then you got home and then you... Was, went- whis- was whisked off to New York, went with um, 2K Games for the launch of NBA 2K19 or the, the pre-launch. The game comes out this Friday. Well, the prelude comes out this Friday. The, pre- the prelude the is out now. Comes the out prelude Monday. is out now. What? Yeah, 31st of August, mate. Oh, I, I had it in my head that it was next Friday. No, the game comes out next Friday. Ah, there you go. Oh, two weeks time. No, the game comes out on the 10th. Right. The pre-release comes out on the 7th. The prelude is out today. Prelude's out now. There you go. It looks uh, a lot... Of, I played it earlier. I lost 130. So, wow. Never played it before. I think to get 30 points is pretty good. Well done, mate. I just found out the I'm middle of James you. Harden just doing three-pointers all the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I went to New York and I was at the launch event. It was all really good fun. Uh, and I hung out with Mark Henry. This is... We've got to bring it back to wrestling. Will just sent me a picture of him and Sexual Chocolate just hanging out in a bar. It was... It, honestly, he's an absolute delight. Um, uh, yeah. I hung out with Mark Henry a bit. Didn't do an official interview with him because he was there working himself for his um, radio show uh, on Sirius XM. But... Did have a little chat oh, on so, camera. So gutted. With not just Noel Foley, the delightful Noel Foley. Yeah. But Kathy Kelly as well. Oh, breaking my heart. It was glorious. They were both absolutely delightful. We'd all oh. had a skinful. It was the hottest warehouse in the history of time. Yeah. It'd been like 36, 37 degrees in the day, and then the air conditioning just didn't work in this place. Travis Scott played later. It was an absolutely ridiculous event. Really good fun. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring that to you on a later show. We've got Volta for you today. Yeah, exactly. But it, is, it was really good fun. There you go. There you go. Well, that's where Will's been. I'm done bragging now. I'm so jealous of Kathy (laughs) Kelly. Uh, She's a great interviewer. Just, so, very quickly, some takeaways from when I was away, because there's no point in raking over old ground now. SummerSlam, much better than expected. Yeah. NXT TakeOver, brilliant as always. Uh Uh-huh. G1 Climax, which you didn't talk about on the show. Cause, it's because neither of us were watching it, because like, we, we've been working, Will, while you've been sat in airports or on planes. Yeah, well, I did watch Can't a lot watch of this it, stuff. all the wrestling, mate. <laughs> on my iPad while travelling through airports. Um, yeah, that's even... what you did. When you were in Japan, you were sending me updates of how quickly you were downloading <laughs> stuff to try and watch on the plane. And you thought internet in Japan was good, and it wasn't. Uh, so, I had... 
I just even if you're not going to go back and watch loads of it, if you have got a New Japan subscription, just go back and watch the the final matches from the two the final two matches from both nights, but the final matches from the last two nights, um, particularly uh, Ibushi against um, uh, against Kenny Omega, which was unbelievable, uh, and then uh, go and watch the final as well, which I actually thought that a lot of people rated the final between Tanashi and Ibushi higher than the Omega Ibushi match. I thought the storytelling and the and the and the match itself was better in the block B finale. Uh, but Tanashi and Ibushi still put on an amazing match. It was still like a you know four point seven five to the five star match that had been on the night before. Uh, so yeah. Those were just my very quick takeaways. We don't need to rake over that old ground. That's all right. It's good. We, we kind of left takeover because we thought you want to talk about it, but then obviously you then went to New York. So yeah, we, this show should have been out four days. Ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just been <laughs> so busy. Um, we are just to let you know for going forward. So me and John have been talking about this. Yeah, we've not been the most organised of people. We, the trouble is, is that I've changed jobs. Like, let's be really honest. I've changed jobs and stuff, so I've been really busy. I've been away and that stuff. ends on Sunday. Yeah, you've been on holiday and doing loads of stuff. We're going to get better, and we're going to pick a day to release the show, right? Now we're into the NFL season. My life is a lot more structured for at least the next four months. You've got a new job, so your life is a lot more structured. We're going to pick a day. It's going to come out on that day, and we're going to launch a YouTube channel, which is going to have all the interviews we've done on video so far. So Zach Gibson, Volta, the full interview of Sammy that. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. We'll put some clips up there. We'll put the full videos up. And we'll do some like news reaction and stuff on there as well. So we'll get, we are going to be much better, we promise. We might even buy a green screen, but that is in negotiations right now. I mean, you just, do you have to buy a green screen? You just get a sheet and put it up in your house. Yeah, well, you're a green sheet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an unofficially a green screen. But yeah, we're, we're gonna, just going to get better. Yeah, we were meant to go to the NXT tapings over the weekend again. Like we flaked on that because Will got back really late from Japan, had some travel issues, and then I couldn't get. I just it's just like we're we, going to be better. We're just sorry. We're, yeah. we're we're yeah, we're really sorry. Anyway, um, so Volta coming up, progress coming up, WWE house show. Talk to me, John. WWE house show, weird one. Um, as you might have spotted yourself, like why are they doing a random Wednesday when they haven't done SmackDown and Raw the night before? It turns out they're on the way to Japan to do a promotional tour. I imagine the people from SmackDown that are big in Japan, like Gallows and Anderson and AJ Styles, Shinsuke. I guess they just went straight from SmackDown, so it meant the Raw roster had an extra day to get there. So presumably they have to fly via London. So I'm assuming they just did a show that night because the O2 was like 85 percent full. So it pays for it isn't it yeah and you see it you do see it a lot when they're doing their travelling around that they do stop offs and, and actually Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn spoke to us about this on one of our very first shows about how that actually works and how they kind of will you know if you're doing something in Dubai why don't you go via Hamburg and do something there because that's where the flight would stop off anyway yeah. so you know, the WWE if nothing else is very good at maximising money-making opportunities. Absolutely. And the thing is, there wasn't really much... We didn't get a chance to speak to anyone there. Um, which Ronda was... Rousey UK debut, though. Yeah, so that was that was good. Um, I, you know what? I'd have thought they'd have made more fanfare about it. Like, they did in the promotional material, but that was, like, the second match in the in the second half, and the second half of it was only, like, three matches. It was um, it, it was obviously Roman Reigns was the, was the headline match against Braun Strowman, and then at the end, The Shield came out. But before that, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey, you'd think that, like, JoJo would really big it up but before 
and then it didn't. Just Alexa Bliss's music came out and uh, came on. She came out, and then and then Ronda Rousey came out, and it's like, oh, you, considering this is her UK debut, you'd have thought they'd really like, played a packet, like something. I don't know. They didn't. It's the classic live event thing of putting on the what's going to be at the next uh, pay per view to keep those two people in the ring together. Same as like the standard dark matches. Yeah, uh, you seem to get less and less of those at Raws and Smackdowns nowadays. I guess it's because they're cramming in all these extra shows. Obviously, Smackdown you get two or five live, and they still do a dark match after two or five live to make everyone stay for two or five live even though it's a much better product now anyway it was actually an entertaining match it wasn't overly long there wasn't a lot um ronda rousey won you'd be surprised to know i mean i'm not really ruining anything there um alexa bliss did do one of the best injury cells i've seen so she faked an injury in the corner and the referee obviously tended to her and you're like yeah yeah this is a work and then he called in a second referee and they were making sure she was alright and Ronda was pretending to look upset like she'd actually hurt her and then um, Mike Rome came out came up from the you know from the announcers bit and he was there and he was like oh, hang on a minute like he doesn't normally get up and do that and like right. he, they were helping her out of the ring and for a minute like I thought and obviously I'm the most cynical person so I'm like no no this is, this is part of the thing right, for a minute there I thought oh hang on maybe she is actually injured and they're like hang on a minute because I think they brought quite a threadbare roster over. If if we need Ronda to fight someone, I was I was thinking they were just buying time. And then it was all massive sell. You know, obviously Ronda was looking upset, looked away, and then Alexa jumped up and smacked him on the back of the head. And like it was all part of it. And actually, I thought that was done really well because it even made the most cynical person there, me, think that it was real. And you are cynical. I'm so cynical. Um, the thing that got me about this show, and like as I say, like Kevin Owens wasn't there. It's quite a threadbare. They had a, a cruiserweight championship match, which was actually good, um, but it wasn't Jack Gallagher, which which would have been nice. And you know, it started off with Bobby Roode coming out, who actually got a really good response, and he went up against Jinder Mahal. And then Jinder Mahal fought twice, didn't he? Yeah. So then Jinder Mahal uh, lost to Bobby Roode. So then Bobby Roode went out, and Jinder Mahal then lost it in the ring and said, "No, no, this isn't how my night's going to end. I want another opponent." And then Bray Wyatt comes out. And it was like, oh, this is good. And it was really nice to note that Bray Wyatt is wearing his Bray Wyatt stuff, not not kind of like the apron stuff that he's been wearing with Matt Hardy, which I think signifies that's completely done. And I think they've missed a real opportunity there. What? To reset the Bray Wyatt character from something which had died after, I mean, pretty much since um, yeah. pretty much since John Cena wouldn't put him over way back at, what was that, Mania 31 now? But really, it's uh, that character is, is should be done with, mm. and they had the perfect opportunity with all the stuff with, with Matt Hardy, and they essentially didn't change him that much, and now he's just going to go back to who he was. Well, unless they change it on TV, and they were just kind of reverting back to this for that. And I mean, the kids loved it. I, I felt that this show was really aimed at kids. I'll be honest. Um, So uh, he came out purely so he could come out and people could go nuts. And he went into the ring and basically Jinder... I can't remember if it was a power... But basically Jinder floored him and then Jinder's music hit and he rolled out the ring and left. And I'm like, but you... you want? I thought you wanted to win a match to... And then it was just like, I I don't get it really. I think purely it it just seemed like Bray Wyatt had come out for the sake of... Oh yeah, Bray Wyatt, maybe some more people will buy t-shirts if he comes out. Like legitimately it was very strange Um, other than that there was some good matches and obviously the highlight was the shield but it was kind of weird because you're just throwing away we haven't talked about the shield reunion on this show obviously the highlight was the shield well yeah so 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 obviously um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose come out and they take on Drew McIntyre and And Dolph Dolph Ziggler Ziggler, and it was fairly entertaining and then in the main event it's uh, Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns and then obviously they all get involved and then, then there's like the shield moment and it just it's like it's very strange because one minute like on the same night they're the shield and then the other night they're just 
Roman Reigns on his own. And it's just. I've, I felt a little bit like this watching the last two weeks SmackDown. The fact that when they came out the uh, Raw, sorry, the fact that when they came out the first week. They came out in the full gear. And then this week they didn't without the music, which I liked because it was much more like they're just coming out to help the situation. That's much that's that works better for me. It does feel a little bit like they're early on half assing it to check that they get the right response to make sure because I think the last time it just went so spectacularly badly with the injuries with the mumpster yeah. the, uh, to Roman Reigns, everything else that happened. That it feels like they're just going, right, we want to do this big shield push. We're just not quite ready to do it to a hundred percent in case and it goes it. wrong again. And that's it. And when they when they ran in Ambrose and uh, and Seth Rollins, they didn't have any music. And obviously, you know, in the end, they did. They did the power bomb through the table with uh, Drew McIntyre going through the table, and then the Shield music hit. And then they did the you know they do the fist thing, and then it, so it ends the night with the Shield. And I mean, go let's everyone go home and buy a t shirt on the way out. And, um, and that was I nice. feel like you're feeling quite cynical about this house show. For some reason, yeah. For some reason, like, the product was fine. It just didn't really do it for me. And I don't know. I still can't put my finger on it. I mean... Which is funny, because the last couple of times I've been to a house show, I've enjoyed been much it better, haven't they? more than I have Raw and SmackDown, because you've not had the breaks, you've not had the, the need for too much of the, the tertiary stuff, and it's been a lot more focused as a product. Um, just looking at TV from, from this week, I think from Raw we mentioned the Shield stuff, but the only thing that really stood out to me from Raw was Kevin Owens. Um, great match with Seth. Seth Rollins mm. properly backwards and forwards super hot crowd both guys really delivered and then Owens quitting out at the end I'm really intrigued to see where on earth they're going to go with this I thought that was done really well mm-hmm. he did it really well because he's really good at yeah, his job <laughs> exactly and 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 he probably is a little bit frustrated with how he's being used let's face it in reality just being fed to Braun Strowman. Yeah, and, 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 and a lot of people are saying that what he needs is to be kept off TV till next year. Even the Royal Rumble. Till next year. See, this thing, I can't imagine. He's such a great asset. Mm. You're talking about five months without him. And I suppose without Sami Zayn as well for that time, it is tricky. Do you go to Survivor Series maybe, have him come back as part of that? Everyone's been comparing it to Dolph Ziggler, laying down his title and leaving and then coming back at the Royal Rumble. Oh, that seemed like it was going to be such an intriguing storyline. We we spoke with Dolph Ziggler about that. Yeah, and it was just a waste, wasn't it? Yeah, an absolute and total waste. Such a great idea, and they completely went back on it. And you can kind of tell that he felt the same, like he thought something good was going to come of it, and then he just felt like it was like, no. But so Kevin Owens is not an injury. There's not a. So he wasn't there on Wednesday night. Um, maybe like he might legitimately have a holiday. Like I assume that <laughs> I assume you know they've written Kurt Angle off for a little bit. Presumably he's going to have a holiday. I know everyone's saying he's training to 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 have matches again, and that's great. But he's probably going to have a bit of a break. So yeah, I mean, I, I hope that this is t- handled well. Done well. Do yeah. it for more than a month. Give us a proper return at a proper point. Um maybe with Jericho coming back they re-ally no I don't okay, think that's going to happen me. damn it come I, w- on. I would love it but I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> no well you just made my list uh, then Smackdown the next night Smackdown actually had a lot more to it that I liked other than the Hardy Orton match that was announced um, Styles and Joe continued a fantastic build and, and that uh, yeah, we'll we'll get more into that as we get close to Hell in the Cell. But Samoa Joe bringing AJ Styles' wife during SmackDown, which which you'd think she probably would be watching, thinking her husband's like on live TV. No, no, I think she was. Uh, I think she was probably looking after the kids. She was probably you know the kids, which idolise him, who'd probably want to watch him on telly. Yeah, maybe there's that. Maybe there's that. <laughs> but even so, I still love. I love the whole Wendy angle. I love the whole it's Joe random, being a real. But I, it has to end with a title change. I'm just. 
Styles is deservedly right up at the top of the PWI top 500 and is despite the disappointing feud with Shinsuke this has the potential to be what that feud was yeah, yeah, which is going back into something great from his past and really doing something brilliant with it and I, yeah I, I believe in this I genuinely believe this is going to be great but I think even if it's lost and then Styles gains it back at Survivor Series or however they do it, there just needs to be something more. It can't just be the heel is the bad guy and goes after Styles and makes a big deal of it. Mm. And then eventually he just go, he, he would start to become the new John Cena in that situation to me. And the trouble is the cynic in me thinks, well, the game's coming out soon. He won't lose it at Hell in a Cell. It probably will be. He loses it at Survivor Series. That's the problem, because they want him to be the champion for the game release. Mm. That's the tricky thing. What about Charlotte and Becky? Charlotte and Becky, loving the build for this. Why, Like I say, why is not in Hell in a Cell? Don't I thought her and Carmella actually had a surprisingly good match on SmackDown. Carmella for the second time in a row, because I thought she was good at SummerSlam as well. Working hard, better in ring. Mm. And I already like her character already, even though it's annoying as hell. But that's the point. Yeah, I think she is getting to a point where people... I reckon she's going to be one of those ones in, like, begrudgingly in 12 to 18 months' time, people are going to be like, actually, she's she's getting pretty good. Yeah. But she's not there yet, and I'm not saying... I'm not being like, oh, look at me, I'm ahead of the curve on this, because I don't think she is there yet. Yeah. But you look, the versus, you look at her versus six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be the one that stops liking her when she becomes mainstream. Yeah, exactly. When everyone else does. Goes, oh, yeah, you're so like uh, 2018. What do you think of the word that came out at the end, the B word that they, they use very sparingly? Roman Reigns used it recently, and then uh, Becky used it. I liked it. Yeah? It was an attempt to... Bit of blue. Actually send Becky... Oh, you say bitch on this podcast. It's, right. it's an attempt to send Becky... like. There's a real problem that people just aren't going to boo her. They really want to push the idea of Becky as a heel. Well, I read online that they're not. Apparently, someone, I can't remember who it was, it's one of the insiders that always gives these Classic. Tips, says they're not booking her as Wade a... Wade Keller or whoever. Yeah, someone. They're not booking her as a heel. They're letting... They're, they're booking them both as people that have got an issue and neither of them are going to back down. And if you choose to boo her or cheer her, that's up to you. But you know how that works? Go so you've got that going on. Yeah. And then... I think that goes all the way to evolution. I think they maybe headline evolution after something screwy happens at Hell in a Cell. You, on the other side, you take Sasha Banks and Bailey. This is fantasy booking I've uh, this. corner. We've really got to get this. We've really got to get a, a, some kind of music for this. You take Sasha Banks and Bailey. You tell that story up to evolution. You also have the two of them go head to head. Evolution, because finally the relationship completely disintegrates. Correct. By the end of the show. They all hate each other. Tiles have changed hands. And then finally, all of the four horsewomen from UFC turn up and then they build that to Mania. And they have to reunite. Yeah. They, and the story you tell is you use the storytellers because no offense that Shayna Baszler's got better and better through her NXT run. I think she's good in ring because she's brutal and I think she's getting better on the mic. Ronda has been a superstar for a moment, one, but I think we kind of almost expected that. Yeah, for sure. Maybe not from an in-ring product perspective, but certainly from a... Star quality. Yeah, star quality, uh, potential on the mic. Potent- like, she just seems to have got it all the way. Then, Jessamine Duke made her in-ring debut at an NXT local event, at an NXT live event recently, like an NXT local. house show. Local. Yeah, NXT. It's like Tesco local. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like when ITV cuts to the local news so, at the so end of the... Before people work in Tesco Metro, <laughs> they have to make their debut at Tesco local. Is that right? And then it's a one-stop after that. And then you get to an express. Yeah. Uh, in a garage. <laughs> um, we have not seen... And then Marina Shafir, we know, has been working at the... Uh, 
at the uh, performance center as well yeah. so they're not ready to be there quite yet but come survivor series you start to set the angle come yes, mania please. bang that would be amazing <laughs> bang and the dirt is gone Fantasy and that takes us nicely to evolution actually we didn't mention the one thing. Oh. Mixed tag match, Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah. I loved that Brie came out and beat the Miz up. Didn't beat Maurice up. <laughs> no. Great. Just great. I do like that. I'm looking forward to that match at Hell in a Cell. I think it's nice to have them back. Yeah. I'm a total fan of Total Divas. I know. Bellas, so, so you really like, are. Yeah, so like, I've never watched me, any of it. I really, so, at some point, I will end up binging I, it all. This is really boring. I stayed in a, I stay, I had to live somewhere else. <laughs> I had to live in Manchester for six months. And the woman I stayed with absolutely <laughs> loved it. judgment, buddy. Yeah, this she absolutely really loved it. She loved Total Divas. So I just sat and watched it with her most nights. <laughs> Brilliant. Now I'm a big fan. Well done, mate. And all about it. But Winston, the dog, all of it. Josie. <laughs> at Evolution... There are rumours, and I don't think it's been booked yet, of Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey for the title. Oh, I like that. Do we like that? I like it from a booking perspective because it looks really good. It's uh, the 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 woman who, even though we talk about the three, the four that came up from uh, came up from NXT, she was really the one who people started to take seriously as a female wrestler in the ring, and she held the title for ages. And mm. I think she divides opinion a little bit, but I think Ronda still does that, even though she's won a lot of people over. Yeah, I, in theory, I really like it. I mean, we're going to get, we're literally going to get an NXT UK Women's Championship match. We already know who. Can we spoiler alert that? Um, I don't know how to deal with that. Oh, uh, if... so you, you're going to have the final of the May Young Classic, which looks like a barnstormer. And... If it happens. Yep, because there's issues there, but we're not going to spoil it. Yeah, you can look a, online if you want to find out. <laughs> there's the NXT UK Women's Championship match. There'll be the NXT Women's Championship match, a SmackDown and a Raw's match, and then we know about Alexa Bliss, Trish Stratus. I think they're going to do something else to some kind of battle royale, maybe another kind of, if Lita will come back and wrestle, maybe do yep. Lita against someone. Which for... match will James Ellsworth win? Oh, God, don't even. No, never. <laughs> Never, ever, He's ever, there. never book James Ellsworth again for anything, and I mean that independently, WWE, anywhere. Just no, just, just no, never, never again, no. Not a fan then. No, I quite like him actually. No, yeah. Uh, lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, what, what a guy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on board with it. Not yeah, all right. I think it could be good. Uh, the PWI 500 came out. Yeah. Uh, this uh, in the last couple of days well the, the top 10 did we're going to know the, the 500 as and when you know either of us bother pay to, to pay for can I guess the top 3 I don't know it. go on so AJ Styles is number 1 AJ Styles is number 2 <laughs> oh right so he's in the top 3 right uh, Kenny Omega Kenny Omega is number 1 I really want to say Will Ospreay no Kazuchika Okada who was uh, number one well, previously course, yes. and Kenny Omega was, there, there's an element to these of, of kayfabe that they base it on not just in-ring quality and match quality but like if they've held a title for ages yeah. they get bumped up so the, the 10 from 10 to 1 The Miz 10 same as last year uh, Tetsuya Naito at 12 Cody up at 8 from back down from 33 Roman Reigns at 7 down from 4 Braun Strowman at 6 up from 34 Seth Rollins at 5 Brock Lesnar at 4 Okada Styles Omega. The one that I think people won't be happy about is Lesnar as high as four. Up from twenty five as well. I don't I don't mind that though. Why? What's the justification? Like everyone else on there has had barnstorming match after barnstorming match. There is nobody in that top ten who I don't think has had a brilliant year in the last twelve months. Brock Lesnar, for all the forget all the 
poor booking, forget all the not showing up on TV. If you just take the match quality well, yeah, from the that, last 12 months, yeah. it's just not there okay, for Okay, if you say that, maybe I do agree. Last year's, but... last year's multi-man SummerSlam match was the last one of his. When he went out on the stretcher and came back in and won it, Yeah, that's the last match of his I really bought into, I think. Okay, yeah, I... Uh... I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with it. But I, when you put the facts in front of me, fine. <laughs> who would you swap him with, Will? Why, why, why can't who, we have who, an argument who, about it? Who would you swap him with? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, the, so The winner of the junior heavyweight New Japan title? So, Man who won it in the last 12 months? I, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put Ospreay in the top 10 quite yet. I just love Will Ospreay, right? Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> um, Chris Jericho. I mean, like... Jericho deserves to be pretty high for, for yeah the impact that he's had over and how he's New Japan over those matches. Um, Transitioned. That's the cu- one. Couple of the other ones that I have seen the rankings on because uh, so Pete Dunne faced off with uh, this is a little bit of a minor spoiler but you'll just have to deal with it. Pete Dunne uh, faced off with Jordan Devlin for the title at um, uh, the NXT UK tapings this past weekend at the uh, Insomnia Gaming Festival in Birmingham. Oh yeah. Pete Dunne was ranked at number 33. Pretty good, I think. Like, I have him... He'd be my personal top 10, but that's because we see him regularly and I think he's brilliant and everything else. But 33 overall, pretty good for, you know, a, a local yeah, champion time. and an indie guy. Tweet is, hey, at Jordan Devlin, underscore Devlin1, congrats on the number 453 ranking. <laughs> Wow, spoiler alert. <laughs> proper, proper shade being cast by Pete Dunne. Oh. Absolutely loved it. Thought that was really funny uh, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, like I say, other than I completely agree with the rest of the top 10. I love, I think The Miz should maybe be a bit higher. Yeah. Based on what he's done in the last year. But I just don't get Lesnar as high as four. I just don't get it. I'll let you have that one. I just Lesnar is going to be the biggest dropper. I'll tell you that for nothing. He is going to fall out of that faster than... Ah, mankind off the Hell in Cell roof. That's boring. I can't think of a better one. Faster than Jeff Hardy's probably going to do a Swanton bomb off the top of Hell in a Cell and incapacitate himself for a number of years. Do you know what we're going to do now? Go on. Because that got a bit weird. Let's talk progress and let's hear from Volta now. And then we'll talk about the actual uh, show afterwards. So just to warn you with this Volta interview, we, it's a quite a wide ranging interview. We talk about um, his how he got into wrestling. We talk about who he loves currently in wrestling, who he likes working with, uh, how he got to. If you really look at Walter's career, he's been wrestling since 2008. And yet since the start of 2017, pretty much when he started regu- being regular, a regular in progress and when he started and when he joined the Battle of Los Angeles in PWG, He's had a ridiculously meteoric ascent over the last 18 to kind of 20 months. So we talk all about that. The very final question I ask him about is about the main event at Wembley. And I reveal who he faces in the main event at Wembley because we knew at that point. That is a spoiler for what happens in Progress 75 because at Progress Chapter 75, you had Mark Haskins against Tyler Bate one-on-one to get in there. And if Will Ospreay managed to beat... No, sorry. If uh, Jimmy Havoc managed to beat Will Ospreay, then Jimmy Havoc got added as a third member to to make it a triple threat. So, about 16, 17 minutes into this interview, turn it off or stop now and listen to it after Progress Chapter 75. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Happy? Good. I've done the spoiler warnings. Here is Big Daddy Volta. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Honestly, incredibly excited to welcome to the show, and I'm going to reel off some things here, so don't worry if it gets a little bit much, but the first wrestler to ever hold the top titles in, I would say, arguably the three biggest truly independent companies in the world, in, in WXW and PWG, and now in progress as well. Current title holder in two of those, also the OTT title holder now, the Defiant Internet title holder, and... He turned just 31 last week. Well, firstly, happy birthday. Also. Thank you very much. <laughs> Is it, I, I've got to ask, because we've heard ring announcers say it a lot of different ways. Walter or Volta? What do you prefer? That's both fun. Walter, like, Walter is German, like spelling, and Walter is the English version, so... Whatever is fine. I'm, oh, I'm good with both. Now, <laughs> I feel, now I feel the pressure to go with a Volta. But I'm, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to do it. Why not? Um, we're back here at, at Camden for the, the last event before Wembley and back in the building where last month you finally claimed the progress title after yeah, the six, seven months of s- storytelling building up to that. Just That was one of, for me, the best moments we've had in progress for a, for a long time. What was that like for you finally claiming the title and getting that reaction that you got from the crowd? It was good. Like, um, I'm happy that... When it comes to connection with the crowd, I'm nobody that goes into the ring and begs for a reaction or I like openly do stuff to connect with them. And to get that reaction after winning the title finally is a like I take it as a appreciation of the the work I put in over the last couple of months or, or years for progress. So it was a, it was a good moment, definitely. Yeah, it is amazing because we are talking. You I mean you've been wrestling for over a decade now since since you're a teenager, but you really started regularly in progress at kind of beginning of 2017 after doing some events. 
similar thing with PWG, and in, in less than two years, eventually you become the title holder in both of those. What do you put that kind of, that rapid ascent down to? Mm, it's like, for me in general, like, I could have gone places earlier, but I didn't really want to, because we started the wrestling school in Germany, I wanted to focus on that, and more on WXW, but Progress was the place I always wanted to go in England, because it looked exciting, and like, Tommy Ent back then was still in WXW would tell me that it's a good place and Zach too so it was always like that was the place I wanted to go so finally to like actually achieve things like working with them is a is a good thing and also PWG is the most surprising one because I was never a PWG fan I didn't like it it's too goofy too phony <laughs> it's just I don't like I like wrestling I like the competition part of it and then Bola happened, of course, you do that because it's the, maybe the best exposure you can get in independent wrestling. And then I actually had a very good time and things went well. And then, yeah, was able to uh, be there, world champion too. And I actually very enjoy it. So. Well, you mentioned, I mean, that opening weekend, the first appearances there, you mentioned Zach already, someone who you've been working with for, for over 10 years. But that yeah. was a, a five-star match and really p- propelled you in... I think back to, we saw you in New Orleans go up against Zach in yeah. just what was one of the best matches of the whole weekend, despite the fact that I think there were maybe three offensive moves in the entire 20-odd yeah. minutes. Uh, what's that relationship been like with you and Zach, and, and how did he bring you over to, to progress, as it were? Uh, it's like, he came in, like, I don't know how long, is it almost 10 years ago to WXW? And then finally, when we worked together, we had like a, it's a similar idea about professional wrestling that we have even though we do different things but the basic idea we have is the same and personally we get along very well too even though our careers like go separate ways but yeah it's like with some people like you you're gonna meet up with them not meet up but you're gonna meet them in the ring like every now and then after the years that goes over like years and years like Daisuke Sekimoto is the same you wouldn't you wouldn't be in touch much but you would just wrestle each other every few years and then it's like clicks again and I'm, I'm super happy that I could wrestle Zach more often in the recent months and he's definitely like one of my favorite opponents I mean it feels like he's as excited of, about your rise over the last couple of years as you are right? after New Orleans we spoke to him and he said you know he's as excited as other people that they're gonna get he'd just come off the back of the Super Juniors win yeah. arguably you know at the very peak of his career so far and he said you know I'm just excited to make sure that Volta's getting showcased because I know what he can do and it's great that that's getting out to a yeah. wider audience. Yeah, he's a good guy. It's like, he doesn't believe his hype. Like, he doesn't believe in his own hype. I think that's something that's very important. If you walk out, it's like, oh, look what I just did. No, come on. That's, not, that's nothing you should do. I think you should always be... Because everything we achieve and what we do, it's nice, but it's like, can, can all be gone tomorrow? It's like... Uh, and also it's like in that wrestling bubble that gets bigger and bigger uh, luckily for all of us but on the other hand outside of it when you're a real person it doesn't mean anything so you should enjoy what you do you should enjoy uh, when you achieve something because you dedicate we dedicate our lives to it but at the other hand it shouldn't change you uh, as a person and I think if you're somebody who works hard but you never aggressively try to avoid other people's success or try to put them down you're always supportive to other people you will always be successful you own and i think zach got that one like uh, yeah he understands sorry you just yeah. that light, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's how you move forward that's it that's fine uh, perfect, thanks. 
Cool. Um, I think it's also interesting you mentioned Tommy. We, we sat down, if, if people aren't familiar, Alistair Black now in, in WWE, and we sat down with him at Download this year, and I find it fascinating, someone who came from the Netherlands where you know, wrestling wasn't a huge deal and that he had to go out and find it himself. And how did you, as a, a big strapping lad from Austria, yeah. what was your kind of gateway into professional wrestling? Oh, it's different, I think, because Austria had a like, big wrestling tradition. Because like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, in Germany and Austria, there would be the the big tournaments hold. The, their, their way of running professional wrestling back then was like you would go to one city and be there for like 20 to 60 days. And like there would be event every day on the same place. And it would be a tournament. So that's something. And in Vienna, where I come from, we would have like the one of the biggest. And my parents would always take me there. So a lot of people in Austria know about professional wrestling. Even like Otto Wanz, who is like the most famous Austrian wrestler of all time, would be maybe more known than like Hulk Hogan or The Undertaker, maybe. Because he was always like in, in public, uh, in, the, in the mainstream media, he was always present. So and that's different in the Netherlands, because in the Netherlands it's not part of anything, any mainstream happening. So that's different then. So I found like a wrestling school, to find one was pretty easy but there were not many shows happening and but also in germany there were more shows happening but not as much so we kind of actually had to build it up our own with wxw that's actually what we tried to do there over the years that's why i was focusing on it and i feel more comfortable now uh going outside of it and do other stuff because yeah we built something and now other people can like benefit from that and i can make the next step for me more or less but then Still there and still uh, helping out. How proud are you then that you see that West Side Extreme now does as well as it does internationally, that people travel over from here and all across Europe to go to you know, the, the big shows, the, uh, you know, the big tournament every year, and that guys like yourself, I mean, Timothy Thatcher's here today and, and at Wembley as well, we've seen Marcel at WWE, uh, Ilya's doing Wembley as well, you know, guys coming out of that yeah. system and now getting their chance all over the world. Oh, I mean, on the, it was just a matter of time somehow, I think, because we got, a, and we got some more talented people that could easily uh, hang with, with, the, with the best here. Because the thing is just like, that's the thing in wrestling that might be not fair, because sometimes it's not about skill, it's about who puts in a word for you or where you get presented. And WXW now is a platform for young talent to showcase themselves, but it wasn't three years ago maybe or four years we had to build it to that platform so I think it's going to be more easy for the for the new generation that's coming up than it was like for me or or for Ilya to, or Tommy back then to actually make the step out of it and yeah I'm very proud of how it works now because yeah we, because I was live like I, I saw it live and there was part of it how much work gets put in there it's crazy for you, I mean, it's interesting you talked about kind of uh, getting those first opportunities because actually European-style wrestling tend to be smaller guys. Like, you might look at something like the WWE product and see these guys who are seven foot and built, but someone who is six four, three hundred plus pounds, you're a big guy for European wrestling. So how did you learn to kind of not just wrestle in that style, but when I talked about that Zack Sabre Jr. match from New Orleans, if people haven't seen it, they should go and watch it. It's so physical, and it is basically just chops, but the story told through that 
is phenomenal yeah when it could sound on paper like that would be boring yeah. so how did you kind of learn how to be the big guy in wrestling as it? like the thing is like Austria like funny it's a funny thing Austria actually always had bigger wrestlers it's funny <laughs> like most of the popular Austrian guys were not small wrestlers it was more like the British people I would think the British guys would be more cruiserweights but on the other hand there were not many top talent wrestlers from Austria just a few over the decades and my coach when I started already taught me how to be like a bigger guy and how I should protect it and also when I went to Japan for training I would get taught that way more traditional more more basic and then I think that's at the end that's what made me like stand out from it because a lot of the other big guys nowadays they just ignore the size and they want to prove that they can do a leapfrog and <laughs> all that stuff and I'm not interested in it I want to be we're not going to see any suicide dives or anything no. at Wembley then I want to be I want to portray an authentic competition to people that they can look at and automatically understand what it's about I think that's one of the reasons why independent wrestling has had this boon of the last certainly you said three or four years because it feels like a more authentic product now. You go yeah. to a night like, you come here to Camden and you watch Progress. So you go to Westside Extreme, you go to you know, the little hall where they do PWG and it feels like a fight night. It doesn't feel like necessarily the pantomime of before. And you can still have those elements, but it feels real. I mean, the thing is like now it's, yeah, now it's the, the, the easiest we ever had it because let's say 30 years ago, everybody was like, oh, kayfabe wrestling is real. We gotta tell the people that wrestling is a, is a real fight, and people were already like, uh, "I'm not sure." Then we came like in the late 2000s or like early 2000s. It was that weird. Okay, people, everybody knew it was. It's not a real fight, but we still gotta act like. And now we have the thing where professional wrestling is open about that wrestling is not a real combat sport, and the fans know it, but they come and they're ready to dive into the. Like they dive into the pool of like what do you call it suspense of disbelief. That's the, well, there's, there's, that's, the, that's the English saying. They're ready yeah. to they're ready they're they're ready to believe it for three yeah. hours or four hours, how long ever the, however long the show goes. And that's the easiest we ever have it. Like people, like fans, are super appreciative now, and they are way more intelligent, I would think, than way more educated when it comes to professional wrestling than it was like a few years ago because they understand details we do and stuff like that there's a there's so, no funnier question as a wrestling fan to get than do you realize it's fake right because yeah the best response to that is to just go really yeah because yeah. people don't know how to react to that yeah, that's, that's, that's not news anymore that's weird <laughs> <laughs> how can people still believe that i don't know um how many people have asked you to chop them in the past oh every show i get asked but i never do it <laughs> I don't, I don't do it. It's, I think it's, it's weird, though. It's goofy. Yeah, it's one of those things. It just makes me... We saw it. We were out, uh, doing some press at the Super Bowl, and there were some MMA guys, and they're like, radio presenters asking them to like, punch them in the arm and stuff. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. You understand that person could literally kill you if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Like, this is... It just seems so odd to me, but... Yeah, and it's not even about that. I think as a wrestler, you shouldn't do it. They're not trained, so you shouldn't do it to them. That's how easy it is. And even though, like we just said, everybody knows professional wrestling is not a... It's it's not a it's not a real combat sport. So everything we do, we're not gonna hurt each other. So sometimes you don't wanna. Some things should stay in the inner circles, and some things, like some things you can spread, but some things you shouldn't show or tell anybody. Um, before we get on to to Wembley, uh, I, I want to ask about a few things. Now that you've got this this platform, that you've got some of the recent matches you've had, um, particularly. 
Tomohiro Ishii recently with yeah. Rev Pro. That must have been pretty cool to get into a ring with him yeah. and do it in, su- in front of such a big crowd at the point you are at your career now. Yeah, I knew him. It's funny because I knew him already. Like it must be ten years ago when I went to Japan first time. I trained at Ricky Chosho's dojo, and he was there too. So I met him back then, and now, yeah, ten years later, we wrestled each other. So that was that was a pretty cool thing. And he's one of the guys I really like when I watch New Japan stuff. I would watch stuff of him. So that was a cool experience, definitely. And what about Will Ospreay this past weekend? We haven't got to see it yet because we weren't yeah. there. But, I mean, talk about a clash of styles, but that must have been pretty cool considering where he is now as well. No, I really enjoyed it because... Uh, because uh, he was one of the guys I always wanted to be in the ring with, and now it finally happened, and it went as well as I expected, I would think. So he might be like the... he's the talent of the last hundred years maybe it's crazy like <laughs> he's so he's so talented in every aspect of our sport so yeah i really appreciate it you've seen what he's done in new japan he's talked about zach as well and uh, and what guys are doing you've been in a new japan ring here in the uk you've been out to japan and wrestled as well has there been any thought about potentially looking at a new japan run a ring of honor and one of those kind of quote-unquote bigger worldwide companies yeah i mean as a wrestler, you always look for opportunity. Like it doesn't, you know, like wrestlers never, like people might think that, but wrestlers never, very rarely choose, like, I want to go there. Usually it's the offer they get, they take. But I don't think about that stuff too much. Like whatever, like whatever, like whatever will happen in the future, it's going to, it's going to, like, I, I cannot think about things that might happen later. I just do my thing step by step and, I let things come to me. There, there have been um, rumors of it. Has there been any contact with WWE at all at this point? Well, like uh, back then, I remember it was months ago. There, uh, there were the rumors, and yeah, of course, I spoke to them, or they spoke to me because I'm I'm here in the yeah, for progress show. <laughs> they work with them, so it's nothing. It's like maybe five years ago, it was something. Oh, WWE, have they spoken to you? It's something special. But now it's like they're so. They opened up so much, and right now you know so many people there. Like, I remember like years ago it was something like, oh, those the different world. But now they open up so much, and when I look at NXT now, like how many people you already met, like wrestled there now and worked with. And, yeah, I mean, just look at the guys they've just been kind of hoovering up recently. Keith yeah. Lee, who we've seen you have some epic bouts with Matt Riddle. Who yeah, obviously saw you here with the Atlas Championship. With I mean those guys are really going to have an opportunity to make a, yeah. a massive impact there. So it's crazy. It's very open. So yeah, whatever will happen in the future, like we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not stressing myself out. I just do what I do best and we'll see what happens. I'm very relaxed about it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on those guys getting that kind of opportunity? Because there's people seem to think that if you go there, then they're going to, you know, there's going to be a creative issue or that they're going to, but I feel yeah. like guys like Matt, guys like Keith, that, they are going to grab that absolutely by the throat. I can't wait to see them in action in, a, in an NXT ring, certainly. Yeah, I mean, that's most of the times when some fans think like, nah, it's going to be bad for them and stuff like that. It's just, seriously, guys, you've got no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> because indie wrestling is the hardest part, I think, about the professional wrestling industry. It's like, it's not like when we go on a three or four day weekend it's for different companies it's not like that some travel agent rents us a bus and we just go from A to B no everybody books the travel individually so it's always gonna it's never gonna fit to each other like perfectly it's very rare 
so the travel is like it's 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 hard and indie wrestling doesn't happen at the top-notch places many times it's sometimes it's not so good venues dirty venues no showers stuff like that very little sleep because the flights are so early stuff like that it's rough it's it's real hard like when i do a when i do a u.s weekend and it's usually i wrestle on both coasts uh on one weekend and then i come home i need like a week to recover almost because it's hard and also like those guys like keith and matthew they just they came here so many times they exactly know how it is and what people forget is like with wwe it's a It's a good employer. Like you have a you, you have a good job. They take good care of you. Also, like especially in the states, like medical is a big issue because like not not yeah, everybody has insurance. They take care of that. They make sure you, you yeah everything is taken care of, and that's that's something people that's something people forget. And it's also like those those are guys have family. They gotta see what they're gonna do over the next year. It's not just like. It's not like they're just teenagers and having fun. And at the end of the day, those aspects I just named might be more important than which move they can do or can't do. Which is like in the eye of the fan, I understand why they like it. <laughs> But come on. Like, I can't understand everybody who makes that decision because what we do now, like in indie wrestling, it's fun for a while. But at some point, your body and your, your mind is going to go crazy <laughs> uh so i mean you said it there not every venue you get to work in in indie wrestling is tipped no no but in kind of four or five weeks time you're getting to work in pretty much one of the most iconic venues in the world biggest uk show one of the biggest european shows for, oh it's true for, for 30 years how excited are you about wembley oh i'm very much very much but talking about the venue upgrades like i will i gotta say like in england and germany it's much difference like big difference to us because it's actually good here people run proper venues so we're taken care of usually good most of the time i'll let glenn and those guys know that you've uh, you've picked that up that's huh? <laughs> i'll let yeah, glenn they, and everyone they know i'm very open to them no no so no that's also just in the eye of the fans so they don't think it's just like in england it's or or, or europe it's just we just wrestle in shitty places and we're all the poorest it's not like that i think european indies are at the moment are actually quite better than u.s indies um if we talk about wembley though yeah it's great because in general like it's crazy how like how many opportunities there are for professional wrestling promoters in england like for a country that small actually like to have like such a big scene or such a big community about wrestling that is that passion it's crazy like because I know in Germany it's hard. We like we can't put somebody on a poster like some name and sell out. It doesn't work like that because it's not people. There are not that many wrestling fans. It's crazy here. So everybody should be aware of the fact that it's really a. It's it's not the common thing in every country. It's a no. real it's a real special thing, and I think a show like Wembley, if you see where they started with like selling out here all the time, and then go to Alexandria Palace, and. It's just like, and they filled that up too. And then it's just like Wembley. It's just like it makes sense that they make the the next step because, yeah, British wrestling is back. Like it was super hot like decades ago, and now it's different time and different people in charge. And it's it's crazy. It's super exciting to be around. And yeah, Wembley. Like for me, it's special because it's the biggest show in British wrestling as well. And I'm the guy headlining as the champion, and I'm not British. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a that's kind of a pretty cool thing to be the one 
who's like not from here but i'm the one who's able to step up and headline the show is a pretty cool thing so just the last two for me one will be on that match but just the other thing i think that's important about the way indie wrestling has changed is the storytelling to get there because i mentioned it whether it's you dropping the atlas championship at um uh, uh, super strong style that all the stuff with Trav to get there I mentioned the reaction from the crowd a month ago this isn't just well Walter's really over with the crowd here yeah. so let's put the title on him and put him in a match it feels yeah. like this has really been built in a way that people think that if it's not on TV you don't get those stories and yeah. really now you do get those stories oh yeah of course that's what I just mentioned but because also people are open to invest himself in it so that makes it easier for the performers as well or for the people who who write the stories so yeah definitely like that's a i think it's a big aspect now because independent shows used to be just matches and now everybody like every company you can follow up with storylines you can look at it and you can follow up over the shows if there's things happening it's not just matches and i think that's, that's what makes it special definitely and yeah going into wembley we have a lot of exciting stuff i think it's oh, not, unbelievable. It, yeah, it's not just uh, the title match, but it's also like you have you have Doug Williams and Trent Seven, and you have Doug as maybe like he was the one who like he was the guy who like how do you call it uh, dropped the first stone and like he started it because he was the one who stood out British wrestling when not much was going on and he was the one who picked it up and I remember Doug he would come to WXW many times and he would always try to like instead of flying he would jump in a car so he can bring more British guys more young talent he was always super supportive he's a good example also if you like you will always be successful if you care about other people's success too because he worked his ass off for the opportunity everybody else has now he's like he's a legend in England and that's a very special match I think that also having Ilya come in to face, to, to face Pete and both of the guys they're both like I would say one of the guys I enjoy wrestling most and that's super exciting that's I think having Ilya come here out of nowhere was a special moment for the fans too and yeah it's, I'm imagining you back in Gorilla watching the whole thing <laughs> with the guys just like because it's going to be I, honestly it's going to be incredible if people haven't got tickets there are still yeah. some available for it and we'll post a link on Twitter etc and so finally it is going to be no worries man um, we now know it's going to be Tyler Bate you're going up against at Wembley yeah and what he represents I mean 21 years old is ridiculous oh it's crazy yeah. um, but what he represents for this new wave of British wrestling uh, I think that couldn't have ended up with the better matchup if, if you know once Pete's taken out of the picture and stuff like that this was absolutely ideal certainly from my perspective yeah I think so too because Tyler like I'm a big fan of his work, of what he does. He's a great athlete. And like you say, he's just 20 years, 21 years old. It's crazy. I'm, I'm 31. I'm 10 years old. It's, it's really, it's crazy. And we never had a singles match before, too. Uh, we were involved in some tag stuff, stuff like that, but never had a singles match. So I'm very excited. And I'm, yeah, I'm more than ready to put on a, a performance that fits the occasion. That, that ring camp for... Pretty strong style match from probably about a year and a half yeah. here at Camden. He's one of my favourite matches from the last couple of years, certainly Thank seeing you, it live. So I'm excited to see what you do in singles. Can't wait for it. Thank you, sir. Walter, really appreciate your time and uh, and good luck for Wembley. Thank you very much. I really loved Walter. I thought he was fantastic and would definitely look to get him on the show again in the future. There are still tickets available for Progress at Wembley. And I will tell you for nothing, that show, Chapter 75, set it up 
beautifully for me, not only because of the quality of the matches, which actually set up the matches for the next show, but there was some really good other stuff in there with the tag team uh, Thunder Bastard as well. Honestly, I had a great time at that show on Monday. And we're back into spoiler territory, people. Big spoiler here. Big old spoilers. The two out of three falls match, obviously, was one of the best matches I've seen in person because it was brutal. There was a big story in it. There was there was the threat of someone doing someone over. Am I just talking about it normally? Yeah. We spoil alert. There's a threat of the referee, Robbo, potentially Paul working... Robinson coming back alert. ...working with Will Ospreay at one point. Very early on, and yeah. And Will Ospreay thinks he's going to help him out, doesn't. And then it all kicks off. Roberts, the referee, goes through a table thanks to Jimmy Havoc. Paz went through a table thanks to Will Ospreay. Jim Robert Smallman went through a table. <laughs> Jim Smallman gets in the <laughs> ring, has to referee for a little bit, obviously progress co-owner, and it was really good. And how on earth Will Ospreay thought he was going to wrestle the next day at Fight Club Pro? I have literally no <laughs> idea. He ended up not. He sat out of it. Um, but he did wrestle two days later, which I think he admitted. My mate Jason was there. Big up Jason. Um, and he had a chat with him, and he's basically Will Ospreay was like, yeah. I don't know how I'm wrestling today. I shouldn't be. They went for 45 minutes. And yeah, in any 45 minute long match, you have kind of peaks and troughs. And I think there was a section of this match. And again, you've just got to, I don't want to ruin any of the high spots. There's a section of this match where it felt like they were setting up some big spots for later. And there was some storytelling elements to that that were really good, but it just kind of, it slowed down the pace of the match a little bit. Again, when you're working 45 minutes, though, you maybe need yeah, those little time. slow down sections. But uh, there was maybe a 10-minute bit in the middle where there wasn't enough actual wrestling for me, I think is the point. Okay. But for the majority of it, I was completely gripped. The story was brilliant. The back and forth between the two of them. Watching Jimmy getting slowly and slowly more brutal as the match went on. But then when he got knocked back, then Osprey actually fighting back and, and matching his brutality. Uh, the The... The screwy finish didn't annoy me at all, and it set up Wembley brilliantly. Mm. I just, honestly, it was a masterclass in what Progress has done so much better than almost any other, uh, certainly independent, probably UK specifically, a promotion in telling those longer term stories. And something, yes, they do really well now, and you can see, I think, their work with the WWE coming into it a little bit, but actually going back to this story being told of so long ago and and yes in theory the two came after uh, came out afterwards as if that was the end of this story i'd be amazed if we never see another match between these two in the future but it was everything i wanted it to be apart from the fact that i'd love to have seen it at wembley they managed the the uh, fact they had to change so beautifully and it was just it was fantastic it was great tiny little thing for me you know when uh, when there's thumbtacks down, a referee will normally... There's always a baking tray. I don't know why there's always a baking tray. <laughs> there's thumbtacks. And normally the referee will start doing the count on the baking tray so they don't hit their fingers. Paul Robinson didn't care. No yeah. baking tray there. And smacking his hand down on thumbtacks. I was like, what are you doing? Ended up having to remove his glove because it got all torn yeah, up. Yeah, torn up by it. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, incredible. Uh, elsewhere, we had two Thunderbastard Tag Team Series matches. Grizzle Gen Veterans against Mills and Mayhew. Good backwards. Like... Mills and Mayhew, I love their selling and I love the fact that they play the underdog. I think the way they're going to do this, because they're going to have to go in first to the Thunderbuster because they would not beaten anyone, is that they'll then surprise eliminate a team because yeah. it's been building over the months. And I think that would be really a great moment for them at Wembley in front of that crowd. Um, we had the Progress Women's Championship number one contender four-way scramble. 
that had something to do with well, five way scramble even that maybe had something to do with the reason why you know other matches we've talked about yeah, yeah. you can look online if you want to know what we're talking about either way Millie McKenzie versus Ginny right yeah that's at Wembley be. although it may be a three way I'm excited for that. Millie McKenzie. Could be a three-way there, couldn't it? Yeah, I think they might add a third person to it if that person is cleared. But even so, Millie McKenzie against Ginny, great technical skills on display, great characters on display. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews coming out, and that was... Those first two matches were, were good and got me kind of warmed up. The Mark Andrews-Eddie De- Eddie Dennis segment, where Eddie Dennis said... Um, you're a user, Mark. You've been using me for years. You've been using me to, you've been using this company to get over your crappy little band. And <laughs> it just, it felt like that perfect promo mix of just a little bit of personal, of just a little bit of kayfabe in there with the little like bit the of set. John Cena. With, with, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the great mix between a shoot and kayfabe. They had some great actual physical moments between the two of them as well. Weirdly, I went back and watched... <laughs> I was on the plane back from New York. And darling. My... Mm, yeah, sweetie darling. My screen wasn't working. And I had, from when I'd been on a trip ages ago, I had a couple of progress shows which I'd ripped off the online service. Um, so you had paid for I pay. I pay for the online. I am a paid subscriber. Sure. I just I wanted to make sure I could watch them offline, so I used a video editor and, and took them off so I could watch them. Realised I still had these on my laptop, and I went back and I actually watched The Thunder Bastard from Chapter 64, which was the last one that Eddie fought in before... He, we already knew he was going out for surgery, and the whole point was... He was going into that match knowing that if he won it, he'd get a title shot when he came back. Yeah. And also knowing that Mark Andrews was going to be in that match. There was a great story told with him. Mark Andrews came out to the ring, but TK Cooper, as part of his heel turn, actually got Eddie out. And then they had a whole tete-a-tete afterwards. And it was just really, really brilliant. And it just reminded me, again, this match is a year in the making. The storytelling has been brilliant the whole way. And it's been more than that, really. And that got me really excited. Yeah, the Thunder Bastard Tag Team Series match with Chris Brooks and Timothy Thatcher against Aussie Open. That was really good. Aussie Open have become absolute superstars to me in the last six to eight months. And Timothy Thatcher is just brilliant. That was again... And then you got into the second half. And and we talked about the Jimmy Havoc match. But you also had Tyler Bay against Mark Haskins, which, for me, is the best straight-up singles match I've watched in a UK indie show in six months. Yeah. At least. Yeah. It was fantastic. Mark Haskins was also great in the Ring of Honor um, main event against you, Jay Lee. You told him that backstage, didn't you? I told him that, and he seemed genuinely um, happy that I told him. Yeah, I, 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 I turned into a Mark Haskins Mark overnight because he because <laughs> he is brilliant anyway. Mark, Mark. But because he was absolutely lovely, we, it was weird going backstage at Progress. Oh, it is. Um, and I, again, I don't want to like ruin any of the mystique or anything. No, no, of course. But Travis Banks, still out with his shoulder injury, was back there because you know his mates are there and stuff, and he's hanging out. And he came and had a chat to us because we both interviewed him separately yeah. um, and uh, I nearly shook his bad hand vigorously again forgetting about the shoulder um, he told us he's hoping to be back for Wembley mm. he'd make a great final match for Matt Riddle he would now that Matt Riddle's making his final indie performance before joining WWE full time he's still technically someone who's signed with WWE isn't it so but then so would the loser of that Haskins Tyler Bate match oh I'm excited as would Keith Lee, but that's a fantasy booking. <laughs> that's the, that's the most fantasy of all fantasy As bookings. would Marty Skrull. Well, that's... Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't, don't think I don't think the WWE would let anyone from Bullet Club wrestle him. Do you not? 
Do you think they have that? I'm guessing maybe they do if have that much sway. He's on, I think. He's probably, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Either way, if anyone knows, Ooh. if anyone knows Matt, and he's told you after a few too many, uh, whatever he does in his spare time. We should definitely try and get Matt Riddle on for around the September show. All right, we'll try. That's going to be our, our, one, our one big aim, even if it doesn't happen. Uh, do, what else did we... We wanted to cover... The There's Fight been Club loads Pro stuff this going week. on. The longest podcast in the world. Um, Fight Club Pro has done four days in a row. They've done three days in Shepherd's Bush and one day in uh, Wolverhampton, which is tonight. And it's a, a case of showcasing a lot of the talent that they train, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, you know, the usual suspects have been there. Obviously, um, Chris Brooks has been there every night. Pete Dunn, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, Minnie McKenzie. Uh, loads of cool stuff. The main thing that my, my insider, my mate Jason, uh, has been telling me is that chandeliers were smashed on two different occasions once, oh once with shoes and once with possibly a head or an arm um, which I don't know that's quite an old building so I'd imagine those chandeliers are pretty expensive yeah I, I, that's almost as precarious as that one show we went to watch where we always talk about where they nearly pulled down the entire lighting rig yeah. the belt was attached to it it's yeah, like, yeah yeah good one terrifying guys. that was Lucha not Lucha Lucha forever Lucha forever Lucha forever and um, get off mate and, I'll be waiting and what? yeah it just looks like it's been a really fun sort of week um, unfortunately we've kind of just been too much we've been wrestled out um, but yeah Project London is looked pretty good and obviously tonight is the, the sort of the final of um, I'd have been all over Project London if, oh, I, if I was in the country but sadly I wasn't how many times do you want to tell everyone you were out of the country <laughs> it's such a show off yeah <laughs> anyway yeah tonight i mean tonight uh, friday night was is the uh the final night of that in wolverhampton which looks like it's going to be pretty decent and um it's really nice to see the behind the scenes stuff as well they've had people like isla dawn and Ginny training people uh, backstage and doing seminars and jordan devlin so it's a really sort of good thing it's a really positive thing that um that these guys have been running right we're next already week, at the hour mark next week but um, rev pro have got it all going on Rev Pro have got it all going on next so, week. So Tell I, us I, more. I, this has slipped past me that Rev Pro have signed a deal to do uh, TV tapings now. And um, is it free sports? And like, uh, so they're doing two tapings next week in York Hall, September the 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. And I don't see much about it at the moment. I know Zack Sabre Jr. is there on the 6th. The Rev Pro website is always a little bit difficult because it has yeah. all the details of the shows, but you can never find any of the lineups on there. Like when we're going on to look and try and find out more information, they don't give you a huge amount. So I, I, I've got a couple of matches. Uh, we're going to have Kushida against Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. Should be bang. Chris Brooks against Juicin Thunder Liger. So they're bringing over quite a bit of that New Japan talent as well to get involved. R- Ring camp for there. Ring camp I've against CCK. Is that what's yeah. happening? On one of the nights? Except it's not CCK, because uh, old Thingy Bob is still injured. So uh, I'm not entirely sure who's standing in for him. But yeah, that's happening. Are they gonna be, I think they, they'll bring back Jonathan Gresham again. That's what they did. Obviously, it's been Timothy Thatcher in progress, but Jonathan Gresham did it Actually, out in the progress shows is, yeah. in, the, uh, in the US, and he was the original CCK member. Yes, that is Jonathan Gresham. John's just turned around and pointed at me oh, to make sure I was fully sure that that's who it was. Um, but then, but then Red Pro were going on to their Manchester. They've got two nights in Manchester. They're doing Leamington on the Saturday, which has got Will Ospreay. Oh. And like, yeah, so they're, they're, Rev Pro have got it all going on. So if, you, if you're really stuck for some wrestling and you live anywhere in the Midlands, the North or London, anywhere around there, check it out. There's going to be a show that you can go to. It looks like there's tickets available for all of them. Um, that would be my recommendation for watching some wrestling next week the we will go back to the free matches of the week as well from yeah next yeah week. yeah I think we've is, gone a bit too long today haven't we uh, and we still haven't previewed all in let's do it then 
I'm not going to do an in-depth preview for All In, and I'm going to tell you for why. Go on, I think Will's about to rant, so I'm just going to sit back. I'm not going to rant, and I, All In, I completely buy in to the idea behind it, and I completely buy in to the Young Bucks and Cody, I think they've done brilliant work over the last year. The Young Bucks, since they've started becoming, since they've started working more psychology into their matches and become less, they had that reputation for just being, you know, spot guys and, and for not actually... Not actually working the psychology so much so that when I think it was Nick once worked a knee injury in a match, people were convinced he had to be legitimately injured because the Young Bucks had done so little in ring psychology in their past yeah, that there's true. no way that they could possibly sell. Um, and I think I do think that the, the, the in ring product is great, and I'm sure that if you're there and if you watch it, there's going to be loads of exciting stuff to it. I just can't quite get myself as pumped for it I look at the card and I think if I was going I'd be insanely excited Kenny Omega against Pentagon Jr looks amazing the Golden Elite doing Young Bucks and Kojibushi against Rey Mysterio uh, Phoenix who is having an amazing time at the moment and Bandido who is currently one half of the the Progress World Tag Champions after their US tour and is someone that they basically needed another high flyer yeah. found him on YouTube haven't even met the guy That's mad but they're it. so convinced of how brilliant his work's going to be I love Imagine the idea. if he's like that player that they said. Who was it they signed? George Weyer's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's his name? I love the idea of Cody Rhodes potentially winning the NWA, bringing back that Rhodes legacy to the NWA. Yeah. The Okada Skull match. Yeah, that's the one I've got. A, oh, I've got a proper chubby over. That is a serious full chub match. And Hangman Page and Joey Janela. And, and Christopher Daniels. And, and there's a great women's four-way. And I love the over-the-budget battle royale. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just a great idea. And there's loads of really good people in it. Plus, they get to go and face Jay Lethal later that night. Look, everything there sounds amazing. And that's, that's a potential for where someone might come in as a surprise. A lot of people online, after he got released this week, maybe saying Neville could. I imagine he's got a 90-day thing that he can't wrestle for them. But... Do you think it's just because I don't watch Being the Elite? I just... There's the stories around it. I mean, Flip Gordon will come in that match as well, obviously. But the, the stories around it just haven't... I haven't quite yeah. bought into it. I don't know. I feel like when it gets to the night itself, I'm going to watch it and be like, wow, this has blown me away. But two days out, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, it's all in this weekend. I kind of forgot until two, three days ago. Do you remember all that it mad feels- hype about um, uh, CM Punk as well? That's kind of gone. It feels like the event itself... What it means is actually more important than the in-ring product at the moment. And and I just kind of, I'm like, it's going to be important, but is it going to be great? Yeah. Is what I'm intrigued about. I get that. More get intrigued that. than excited. That's but where I, I am right we'll now. I think we'll watch it and we'll enjoy it. Yeah. And it's pretty much available on what, what seems like any streaming service. It's on Fight TV. It's on Honor Club. I think it's on New Japan. We will do a big old breakdown of it. We will properly talk about it next week and we'll get into it and we'll talk about how great it was. I'm sure just... Just right now, lacking the enthusiasm. That, I'm sorry, and that's about that. fine. And like, if when you're watching it, feel free just to tweet us because obviously we'll we'll share your thoughts as well at yeah. Pro Wrestle Show. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, John. Any final thoughts? Um, I don't have any final thoughts. Oh, well, I think I've said everything I wanted to say. Good. Yeah, it's all good. In which case, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, tweet us at Pro Wrestle Show. Thank you, mate. We're also on Instagram at the same thing at Pro Wrestle Show. Thank you, mate. Uh, and uh, yeah, just keep getting involved on twitter let us know what you think about all in we'll tweet through it and we will all get we will be all in on all in by the time it starts and you've obviously heard walter volta 
uh, you will see some video clips of that. So uh, the, the best moments from that interview you'll be able to see and share online. So you can see what a lovely man he is in person as well. Beautiful stuff. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Pro Wrestling Show.